You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. And thank you for joining me today. Made Alive by the Word is the title of this devotion. I cannot emphasize this enough. Jesus, being the Word of God, said, I am the bread of heaven. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. For as the living Father sent me, And I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. If you abide in my word, and my word abides in you, you will bear the fruit of it, John 15. You will see the life-giving powers of that word in your flesh. You'll see it manifesting your character in your nature. I'll talk more about this later this week, but you see, friends, There is a character nature that you can see in people and realize what they've been feeding on. I mean, it's as real as you chewing a little garlic and then swallowing it. And then a few minutes later, smell your skin and you can smell this garlic in your skin. Why? Because your blood receive that impulse of that strong uh, garlic and then it's distributed through your flesh and the Word of God just comes into your being and begins to characterize your whole personality, your whole nature. Whatever you feed upon is what you become. And Jesus said, feed on me and you shall live because of me. Paul says to the Colossians in chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, as you let your roots grow deep into Christ himself, as you daily draw your nourishment from living for living, your nourishment for living as he lives from your union with him, you shall live because of him. Let me say that again. He says, as you daily let your roots grow deep into Christ himself as you daily draw your nourishment for living as he lives from your union with him, you shall live as he lives. You see, whatever you feed on, whatever you meditate on, whatever you take to yourself is what begins to characterize inside of you. And that's why we should allow, as Paul would say to the Ephesians, we should allow the Word of Christ to dwell in us richly, richly. Listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter 1 verse 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. That seed is in us springing forth with its character and nature. If I am encrofted into an apple tree, then eventually apples will begin to come out of me, so to speak, if you understand. If I'm encrofted into an orange tree, oranges begin to come forth because that's what that tree produces. Christ 
is the tree of life that produces life into us, a life of sonship in perfect fellowship and communion with the Heavenly Father, the Creator of heaven and earth. And so I want to charge you this life, you see. Why would I want to live in this body? Because I see the beauty of His life. I see the beauty of this life of the Son of God in me, and that's what I exist for. I exist for the very purpose that the life of God, which is perfectly displayed in Jesus Christ, is made manifest in this body. I exist for this very purpose. This is my purpose of existence. True, honestly. I, I honestly have no greater purpose of existence in this body, but that God may be manifest through His Son in me. And, and I, I, just, I just am overwhelmed with this more and more and more. Paul says, to the extent, and he says, in my earnest expectation, in Philippians 1.19, that in nothing I shall be ashamed of myself, but that Christ may be magnified in my body, made glorious in my body. Friends, you begin to realize from 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20, that your body and your spirits are the Lord's, purchased with the blood of His Son, and are not your own, but they are the temple of His Spirit. And that we want to see this life, and it's not the life, that I receive through human seed from my natural father, but it's the life that I receive from my heavenly father through his seed, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the seed of God. And that seed is whereby I now have this life. And this life I have in this earthen vessel is the treasure of God. And that's what I exist for. That's the high purpose of God. That is what God wants to see perfected in me. So that in all I am, say and do, He is glorified through His Son in me. That is what we exist for. And when you don't live for this, you will always feel you're falling short of God's glory. You will always feel you're not good enough. You always feel, and then, and then oh, oh, we should pursue this. Oh, we should pursue that. No, friends. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ because you are predestined to be conformed to Him according to Romans 8:29, And it's the Holy Spirit and only the Holy Spirit that can, can transform you from one degree of Christ's glory to another. It's only the Holy Spirit in you that takes the life that Jesus has in the Father at His right hand and brings it into you. And only the Holy Spirit has the right because of the blood of Jesus to give this to you. There is no other power that can do this for you. No preacher can do it. When Peter saw the life of God come into that man at the gate who hadn't walked from birth, he said, don't look at me. It's not my virtual power, but Jesus. And through the faith that comes by Jesus that you see this man healed by Jesus. Friends, we, we live to His praise and glory alone. Our salvation, our salvation is, is not in the do's and don'ts. The do's and don'ts is a fruit of His indwelling life. But our salvation is totally and only based upon His love. Listen, Paul says to Titus in chapter 3, verse 4, when the kindness 
and the love of God our Savior toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit whom we poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life and so forth. We are saved by being made alive inside continuously. Now this came to me many, many years ago through a simple little verse that I read in Colossians. I read this little verse and the Holy Spirit from Colossians chapter three, verse 10. Listen to it. Having clothed yourself with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into a fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of him who created it. Genesis 1.26, let's make man in our image, is what he's referring to. When I read that little verse many, many years ago, it's like the Holy Spirit says, Robert, Robert, you can only live this new life as it is continuously and unceasingly given into you through Jesus Christ. You can only live as the Word of God keeps making that life a life in you. It keeps coming. The life of the Son of God, Jesus said, if you drink of the water that I shall give you, it will become in you a fountain that springs up into eternal life, Jesus said to the woman in the, at the well in, in, in John 4. And that life of Jesus, that living Word, that made alive by the Word, the Word living in you springs forth with this life continuously, continuously. And as that life takes full command over your whole spirit, soul, and body. It is a life in a life. You become wholly conformed to Him. While you are still you, you are Him. While you are Him, He is you. It is the wonder of the divinity, of the incarnation, of the Trinity. I know that word is not in the Bible, but it simply means three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, perfectly embodied in Jesus. That's Trinity right there. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, perfectly embodied in Jesus, in His body. How, why does that make reference to me? Because the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit are perfectly embodied in us, you know. I had this, while I was learning these things by the Holy Spirit, I had this amazing experience. And I do experience this all the time, but it's like the Lord highlighted it to me. I went to go see my dear, dear, dear pastor friend, Derek Kuhn, who lives about 30 minutes away from Chicago O'Hare Airport in the United States. And he's in heaven now, I miss him deeply. His dear wife, Dee Dee, and the family are here, but uh, I bless them. But, but I went to go see him. So I, I flew into Chicago O'Hare Airport. I rented a car. I'm driving to where his house is in Winterhaven. And as I come to the street where he lives, and it still was quite a way, 
my goodness, I could feel Pastor Kuhn. And yet it was God. And yet it was the Holy Spirit. But it was Pastor Kuhn. Jesus says in John 14, verse 19 and 20, Then you will know I am in the Father, you in me, and I in you. I tell you the truth, my dear friends. To me, this is the sweetest of the sweetest things about my Heavenly Father. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. When you hear me, you hear the Father. I am in the Father. The Father is in me. I am one with the Father. The Father is one with me. To me, that is the sweetest thing about God, that He is not satisfied, friends, unless we are perfectly one with Him, that when people receive us, they receive Him. And when they see Him, they see us, because we are Him, in Him. The Bible says in Colossians 3, verse 4, we are hidden through Christ in the bosom of the Father. It is all of Him, to Him, through Him, for Him. Everything is to the glory of God. And this to me is the marvel, the marvel of the Word alive, of me being made alive by His Word, that, that I live in this life-giving reality constantly. And I need it like my daily food. I do. I need it every day, every day. And I can feel as hungry as a sign dying man in the wilderness at times. And that used to frighten me, silly, that I thought, oh God, what have I done wrong? Oh God, no, no, I just know whoever comes to Jesus, John 6, verse 35, will never hunger. Whoever believes in him will never thirst. I just keep coming. I keep coming. Oh, and sometimes I say, oh Lord, I, 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 I'm, I feel too earthly. It's too much of my human nature getting in the way but I worship you. And instantly here comes that life of the Son of God to clothe me, to clothe me. Let me read it again to you. Have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into the fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of him who created it. I constantly am more and more conformed into His image. I'm becoming more like Him, and I long to be perfect day and night. I love the perfection of being like Him. Oh, friends, you may say, oh, Robert, Robert. No, friends, come on. If you have no desire for perfection, then you don't know Jesus. But if you know Jesus, you want to become like Him. Listen to this. In Him, in Christ. The whole fullness of the deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form. That's what I call perfection, giving complete expression of the divine nature. That's Colossians 2 verse 9, verse 10. And you are in him made full, having come to fullness of life in Christ. You too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. Now, made alive by the Word constantly. This is why I want to encourage you, keep abiding in the Word of God. And like David says in Psalm 1, you will become like a tree, planted by the rivers of His life-giving Spirit, and your leaf will not wither, 
and your fruit will be consistent. There will be constant manifestation of that heavenly divine nature in you and all kindness and loneliness of heart in this kind of thinking. I'll close with Colossians 3, verse 12 and 13. Listen. Clothe yourself, therefore, as God's own chosen ones, his own picked representatives who are purified, holy, and well-beloved by God himself by putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity, mercy, kind feeling, lowly opinion of yourself, gentle ways, and patience which is tireless and long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper, good mood, good attitude. Be gentle and forbearing with one another. And if one has a difference, a grievance, or complaint against another, readily pardon each other. Even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Pardon means no, no charge. I'm not holding this against you. No, I'm letting it go. I release it. God's released all my sin. I am like Him. That is that life being renewed in you. If you say, yeah, I'm being uh, made renewed in the Lord, but I hold grudges and offenses and I gossip and I expose people's failings and I talk about it and I hold charges against people, you're withering on the vine. You're not drawing that life daily where you would be acting like Him, forgiving like Him, loving like Him, blessing like Him giving like Him, forgiving like Him. So come on, I need this every day or I wither away. Within one day, I can start withering. I need to be renewed in the inward man daily, 2 Corinthians 4.16. So do you, amen? Have a good day.